702. The Africa Report with Crystal Odison. At seven minutes before seven, this Africa report is brought to you by South African Airways. Crystal Alderson, a very good morning to you. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be, firstly, uh, quite happy with the change we're making because so many more people want to hear you and the earlier, the better. So I'm really pleased uh, we can uh, put uh, more of uh, a spotlight on what's happening around the continent. I think, I think we'll be all glad for the change, eh? Good morning, Bongani. Uh, uh, definitely an early start and, an, you know, good insights to share this time of the morning. All right, let's get straight into it. Angolans going to the polls today, deciding whether or not President João Lorenzo will win a second and now final five-year term in office. What's at stake? Yes, Pungani, so another election in Africa. There's eight candidates, but we know, you know, there's only two main ones, and that's, of course, um, the current president, um, Joao Lorenzo, from um, the main MPLA, and he's facing off um, with um, the UNITA um, charismatic leader, Adalberto Costa Jr., who's made quite a campaign um, inroads into um especially rural areas, talking about, of course, cost of living, um, survival, and also, um, you know, that the elites have been running Angola for so many years. Um, of course, what's interesting, Bungani, firstly, Angola, in terms of economy, it's one of Africa's largest economies. It's the second largest oil producer and the sec- sec- uh, seventh biggest, um, you know, export of rough diamonds. So it's quite a rich country, but we do know um, 33 million people, um, you know, have not quite benefited from those riches um, and we know that the previous um, president who of course died um, a few weeks ago Eduardo dos Santos um, you know his family was quite involved um, in you know enriching themselves and of course Joao Lorenzo which is been one of his big campaign issues, um, focusing on, you know, he's dealt with corruption, um, you know, he's brought about change. Um, and of course, the MPLA is the liberation movement. What is different this time, Bongani, and we've seen it in Kenya, and I think there's lessons to be learned. There's a youth population, a bulging youth population, 33% of young people, and they don't have an allegiance to, you know, the liberation movement. They don't have an allegiance to um, MPLA or Dos Santos. And they simply want change, they want jobs, they want to be able to have a future. And that, I think, is the big game changer. Um, They don't feel this allegiance, and we don't know where those young people are actually going to cast their ballot. What is, of course, interesting, Bongani, is that, you know, a few weeks ago we spoke about the legacy of Dos Santos, and also the family had, um, you know, they didn't want the body to be repatriated back to Angola. That body actually arrived a few days ago, and they will be an official funeral on Saturday, uh, which is also the birthday of Eduardo de Santos. So again, yeah, the liberation movement, the ruling party playing into that emotions of, you know, the legacy, whether good or bad, of de Santos. And for a lot of old Angolans, bringing his body back again shows that, you know, the MPLA, the liberation movement, you know, thinks about the country and the, and the legacy. So it's all these emotions, Bongani, that's at play here. And it's 
it's definitely going to be one of the closest elections ever. Look, I imagine what uh, uh, Lorenzo is also trying to do uh, in bringing that body back uh, is to say, look, uh, the moves he's made against DeSantis's family were about principle, not about, um, you know, being anti the man or his family himself. Uh, that Afrobarometer survey run in uh, May this year saying it's essentially too close to call precisely because, as you say, no indications what uh, young people people will do. Now, you mentioned Kenya. We know what happened there. Do you have an update, perhaps, uh, on uh, what happens now? Um, President-elect, of course, William Ruto, uh, saying, look, he's going ahead uh, with putting an administration together, even though Raila Odinga says he's got a watertight case in challenging the result. Yes, Bungani. So um, we see um, this is, of course, the third time um, that, um, you know, Raila Odinga is challenging the election results. I mean, it's this fifth time that he's running, Bungani. So, you know, he really feels he doesn't have anything to lose. But obviously, analysts are saying that win or lose, the court action will definitely improve the subsequent polls because um, previously, for instance, Odinga asked the judges to make a ruling in, you know, their interpretation of the transmission process. This time around, he's asking them, you know, how do we improve the verification stage, which has led to this current dispute? Because we know, you know, it's such, um, you know, Ruta won 50.49% of the vote, Odinga 48.85. So, you know, it's a few hundred well, a few thousand votes, Mungani. So now in the next 12 days, Kenyans will be treated, as they say, to a spectacle of the country's best and brightest lawyers yeah. engaging in this legal jostling. Of course, there's other analysts that are saying, Odinga, can you retire now? Can, you know, we don't <laughs> Listen, need five times, five attempts into it, maybe it is perhaps time for him to do so. Crystal Orderson, as always, fascinating stuff. We'll keep an eye on both those big stories uh, from the continent, Angola and Kenya big decisions there.